0: Who did it first? Who did it best, who did it worst? That's the question. Who rapping that? That remix, and what happened when? That's the question. Now let me ask you a question. Hmm. And if you ain't know what needs, then my guys doing what you need. Some answers to the questions. I do have something that I, I so I have something that's hot on my brain right now.
1: All right. Yeah. And I know you did you did a show yesterday too, right? Did a show yesterday. It was the three year
0: anniversary of the commission and we put out the commission mixtape
1: yesterday. All
0: right. So that was pretty dope. Shout out uh to the commission and my man Benny, the beat ministry. Um, it was really dope. Really dope. Block party in Orlando. It was running all day, block party all day from like 10 a.m. type shit. Um, I was not out there from 10 a.m. Never. I, I'm a grown up,
1: but, <laughs> I, have, but I, I have priorities. I have priorities. Yeah. I have
0: shit to do, but uh, it was a lot of fun last night. But um, so nah, take it right. So hot off the presses. Twitter, uh, you know, it took Twitter to change its logo to look almost like the logo of the competitor. <laughs> for me to log in even more, I guess, because maybe I think I'm clicking on threads,
1: even though you're threads are kind of not so, the move. So you're saying you're using Twitter more now? Yes. I, okay, Twitter is dead to me. Like, yes. I, I have thoughts, and I don't know where to put them anymore, because to your point, it isn't really threads. I thought yeah. I thought it was going to be, and for a minute it, it seemed like everybody yeah. I knew was on threads, but. No, everybody's I, on threads. It's just not a community of conversation. You don't think so? I see that. Uh, to me, it's not that. I, I feel like people aren't using it. I feel like if they were, there would be more. Well, no, I that's... feel like it is designed we're, for, we're, for we're saying the
0: same thing. We're saying the same okay. thing. I, I, people,
1: like, they're on it, like they are signed
0: up, but they're not using it. Yeah. Yeah. They're not using it. It's, it's just dead. It, nothing's happening over there.
1: So what do you do now when you have a thought? Like cause I've I've actually been struggling with that. Like, do I throw this as a text on an Instagram story? You know, I'm not going to Facebook. Like that that place is is where
0: yeah, you know, people
1: go to die. So I don't know really what to do. There's no but you're saying so you're using Twitter is what I'm you're using. X, as we now call it. I'm on I'm on X. Hey, here's the thing. People are still talking
0: on X. I mean, that's really just what it boils down to. There's still a lot of shit is still be like it. It ain't slowed down. It's still there's a lot of posts. There's a lot of there's viral posts. There's I mean it's it's still running and threads. Nothing's running on threads. Like every time I go to threads, it's so the the feeling I get is I'm like it's like being in the uh, it's like being in the 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 the, the class the short bus classroom, I feel like <laughs> when I'm on threads. Cause it's just it's just like
1: there's like only eight people. it feels like there's only eight people there. That's and- so interesting. That everything you're saying is exactly how I feel about Twitter. I had to unfollow Fat Kid Deals on Twitter that like one of those sites that, that gives you like hey on Amazon for the next twenty four <laughs> hours. Because literally when I would log into Twitter, that was the only thing that was there. I was like, there's nobody everybody left. Well, it's crazy.
0: Let's be clear. Twitter still is fucked up too. Like I'm not saying that Twitter ha- is solved. I'm just <laughs> saying it's the only option for that type for that type of thing right now because Threads isn't doing anything. So like there is at least you can at least find a conversation on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're also ignoring two things that are a little bit in my rotation, but they'll never be like my go-to immediates. Which is Reddit is definitely a thing. Like I, I don't, I use, I don't know I how use, to use Reddit in this way. So I don't, I don't truly post much on Reddit, but pretty much the answer to any type of question you have is Fact. on Reddit, and it's Fact. a little bit different than Google in that, like, you can get very specific. And I've like, I, I was in the studio with, uh, with my friend who's a producer and he had seen like some live performance that some artist was using a pedal or something. And he, was, he, he had gone so far as to take screenshots of like the YouTube performance and tried to zoom in on a piece of gear that was on the DJ desk. He's like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what this is. Do you know what this is? And I'm like looking at this pixelated picture and I was like, nah, but if I were you and when I've done things like this before... I usually just go to Reddit, and he was like, "What do you mean?" And for me, I'm just like, just Google search this artist live performance pedal Reddit, and he did it in literally right there. It, like somebody had the answer. So there's a lot of information and in conversations being uh, you know exchanged on Reddit. So you gotta you gotta you gotta dip well, your toe slightly I, into Reddit.
0: I, I I am a Reddit user. I just haven't turned into a Reddit. Contributor, I'm, not I'm, I'm on Reddit. I, I just yeah. don't. I follow a bunch of topics that, you know, I follow, and I, I haven't. But I don't. I don't think I've ever posted. Right. So maybe that's the the next wave is to. But I also haven't found like the. I guess the problem is I haven't. There's no. Uh, there's nothing broad enough that I've seen on Reddit like a, a topic that I follow that like. It could kind of come from anywhere. Most of the topics that I follow are like really specific, and there's nothing I want to say about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of like message boards in yeah, a way. It's yeah, like really back yeah. to message boards, which then brings me to the other thing, which I really don't understand, but I dip my toe into a bit, which is Discord's. I don't like, are, understand are you ar- anything about Discord at all. Yeah, it's it's yeah it's it's like kind of message boardy in a way and it's like groups and you need to have memberships and I'm on a few and I use mid-journey you know the AI mm. um photo thing and that works within discord so like you when people are using mid-journey they're doing it in discord uh. um but yeah I I'm a little overwhelmed by it to discord
0: be honest. uh this is how this is how I know I'm getting old by the time like if I'm if I'm going down a rabbit hole of like trying to see something or get involved in something,
1: and it gives me a Discord link, I'm out. I'm you like, really? yeah, I'm out, I'm out. Because do, I Do I you have even... the app or or no? Like, do you do you have it downloaded on your phone or on your computer? Because if it's there, that's a little bit, you know. I have it. Okay. So you're not too old. But I have it. I have, I've never. You haven't used like it. registered. You haven't right. done anything with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because
0: I'm like, I think, I think on the computer I tried to get in once and was just like, what, what am I doing? I don't even under- membership. How do I what? what? Like, and then I was like, yeah, I'm out. And I feel overwhelmed by it. it's. It's the same feeling I get from TikTok. By the way,
1: <clears throat> TikTok stresses me the fuck out. It's
0: the same feeling I get from TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: You know what stresses going me out here. about TikTok? It, and I feel this with Instagram, too. That you're listening to the old men rant about social media apps <laughs> hour. But um, TikTok just doesn't stop is the problem. Where, like, I just open it up and it's like, hey, here's a video. And I'm like, no, I don't want to see this. And I scroll up. Oh, here's another one. And I'm like, wait, like, can I have any sort of agency in this? I want to. Maybe I need a breather and then I'm going to hit play and it doesn't happen. And, like, that really gets – I do get, like, a very familiar – because it happens, it's happened to me a bunch, like sense of anxiety when I open Instagram, and you know sometimes you hit that algorithm where like, I'm opening Instagram, I just want to see some photos. Yeah. And you just get like eight videos in a row, and they're playing loud, and you, you're you're trying to mute it. It's like, honestly, one of the worst modern feelings in the world. <laughs> it's fucking terrible.
0: Fuck fucking around horrible. and open it. In- My problem is, when it comes to Instagram, even Twitter, like, less so Twitter than Instagram, but you could open Instagram. Like, opening Instagram in a public place is dicey. Yeah. Like, anything could come up on, you, on your feet. <laughs> you know, you're sitting, you're sitting at a restaurant, you open up IG, you're like, oh, let me not open that up right now. Like, you
1: know, so. Especially yeah, in your I, discovery. I don't know what happened. Like, I promise, I've, I've told a lot of people in my life, like, and there was a period, other people were confirming this. Instagram started getting real horny. Like, all of a sudden, like, all of these accounts started popping up, and I'm like, I can understand, you know, if you're searching for things and then it's feeding you, but this was just like, you are a male. So here you go. Like, have fun.
0: (laughs) He said the platform got horny. Well, well, what's interesting, going back to Twitter, is I don't know what the algorithm knows about me, but there's a couple of things that pop up on my Twitter feed. And I, and I swear it's just the algorithm just knows me and knows what'll get my get my juices burning. So yeah. I often see really crazy like hip hop lists and like real crazy takes on rap stuff, and I'm like, from people I really don't even fo- I don't even think I follow. I just see right. these things on my on my timeline. So the thing that I've seen the most this week on Twitter has been visceral and i think i saw this on ig too but i've seen it a lot on twitter visceral reactions to this new Bustin rhymes single which one uh the joint with Koi coy, coy yeah yeah visceral
1: reaction i don't even know if i've heard it to be honest oh, it's man. like new new right yeah the last one I heard was like The Beach Ball song that he did. Oh no 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 no. Do do we have the ability? Like can you Yeah, I'm going to
0: we're going to we're going to do this right now. So
1: visceral in terms of like people
0: I am just going to see if I can play a quick little snippet and then maybe let's see if your reaction lines up. Okay. See, Buster Rhams. Coilorey. Which this is the first time I've ever heard Coil Array. Um,
1: I've I've heard Coil but I I don't know what I'm not. I don't know what you're about to play. Like I don't know what to expect here. All right,
0: I'm gonna try to share it the first way first, and if that doesn't work, I'll share it the way I just did. Where is
1: my riveting podcasting here? Yeah, you know how riveting. we do. All
0: right, you can see that? Yep. I don't hear anything. Yeah, whenever I share that way, it pauses. Anyway, yeah, d- all right, d- I'll do it the other d- way. I'll d- just d- share d- the audio. D- you don't need the video. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, check this shit out, bro. All right. You hear that? Yeah. Okay. 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 So. So. Let me stop I'm not shit. mad at that. Oh, man. Visceral.
1: I'm not mad. At, are you mad at that?
0: I'm not mad at
1: it. So here's the thing. I, I'm I don't not love mad it. At it. I, I don't there love is... it. Like, I'm not going to, like, run it back right now, you know? but There is fireballs flying on the interwebs.
0: On what grounds? So there's a whole conversation about, has hip-hop gotten to a point where we're just remaking old songs? Like, there's no new creativity. And I'm like, I mean... What do you think sampling is? I mean, that's kind of what we... So then there's a conversation about, okay, well, there's reusing a sample and then there's remaking a song. Right. And, you know, like, I don't see the big deal, but there's a visceral reaction and there's a lot of people that's on the internet like, you know... Uh, is, is, is hip-hop getting to a place where, it, you know, it's 50 years old and now it's just starting to lose creativity. People are re just remaking songs. And I'm like, I really don't see the big deal here.
1: No. I mean, I think the only people who are saying that are people who are too young to understand the context of a lot of the, you know, music that they were listening to was also either sampling. Even the other day, you know, I, I went to the, um, to that, to the LL Cool J Roots uh, tour, which I want to talk about too in a little bit. But I was listening to a lot of LL and I was uh, listening to it with one of my friends uh, in the room. And I played one of the joints from, I think it's from Mama Said Knock You Out. And like the opening bars in one of the verses, my friend was like, yo, what? I don't understand. I thought this was Mace. Cause it's like, now what the hell are you looking for? Mm. Can a young man make mm. money anymore? And mm-hmm. like, For a lot of people, that instantly goes to, oh, that's, you know, looking at me, Mace, you know, mid-'90s bad boy. But, you know, that that was a nod or an homage to LL. It's not, I mean, look, I think Uh, that using uh, the seven minutes of funk or or whatever, uh, like, baseline and sample, that's at least a little bit more, like, of a clearer, transparent nod versus lifting lyrics. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah,
0: like, it's, I, I I was sitting here, I'm trying to pull up, one of the one of the tweets, but the you know the 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 conversation, and there's a lot of like, I I have seen a lot of conversation on it, and I've seen almost nobody feeling like this, which is wild to me, because
1: like, nobody's on Twitter.
0: <laughs> not the right people are on. Is, Twitter. That, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Even on like, uh, I think the Shade Room posted it, and all the comments were like, "Yo, get this shit out of here," and I was like, "Really? It's not it's not bad, bro." Like. I don't know. And the other part of this that bugs me out is, like, they remade the song, but, like, come on, bro. We've, we've rhymed over this loop, like, a, a, a thousand times. Like, yeah. you, wasn't, you wasn't mad when when Jay did it. And right. that was the EPMD joint. You know what I mean? Like,
1: it, I don't know. I, I just feel like... Alcoholics, uh, you know, only when I'm drunk. Uh, I mean, there's there's so many... Yeah. I mean, if there's anything now, I didn't love oh, about what here's I heard... the other part. Oh, yeah. There
0: is a... Sorry, there is another part of beef that I just left out. There, there is. And this actually feeds into the why people hate it, and I completely forgot this part. It's called burying the lead here. Sorry. It just popped into my head.
1: The video, it's, he's wearing a swastika on his back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, It says
0: produced by Swizz Beats. Here we go. <laughs> it does. It's produced by Swizz Beats.
1: Also... Also, part of the context that I'm also remembering now is that they shot a music video for this. So yeah. it's not like this is a mixtape joint. No, 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 this it's is a not, single. This is a single that is like being produced. Okay. You got to Here's the thing about being angry about things on the internet and hating on things on the internet. You need to really uh source your feelings and know where your hate is coming from and where you're directing it at. Because yeah, what i just heard and then you're going to be like produced by swiss beats i'm like what was what did he do but because because here's the here's the idea even if he had the idea of like hey you know what you guys should do you should rap over you know this classic sample that's been used by so many other hip hop artists that idea is not brilliant you know what i mean like like that is not something where it's like oh my god like how did you put that together so conceptually, yeah, I guess he produced it, but is that, like, I don't know how wild that is. And then, in terms of actual production, again, just hearing a snippet of it, I don't think he did anything, you know? He didn't do anything. Right. I mean,
0: there's a possibility that he pulled the
1: record out and he looped it. I mean, what do you think his fee and what do you think his uh, publishing split is on that? Because that that those are the numbers that people on Twitter don't have. And that would really, I think, make or break how mad people get about it.
0: The odds that he looped it versus they just... Because, like, there's not even a new hi-hat on there, If I right. if, if I remember by listening to it. The odds that he didn't just pull that fresh from... An instrumental of somebody else is low, in my opinion.
1: But what is the song called? It's called "Luxury Life." Luxury Life. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad at it. the 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 the
0: the, the real fireball is the Swizz Beats produced it, so it's like, well, you didn't produce it. It's the same exact beef that happened three different times.
1: Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I heard that I didn't like from the snippet you played is that, like, you know, the Busta singing on the hook didn't sound great. I would say, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Twitter I think still has this.
0: viral, visceral drama. I mean, and it's it's running like I'm a, When we get off, I'll, I'll forward you some tweets so you can see.
1: Yeah, it's uh, pe- people like to get mad about something, but. I don't, know. I don't it, know. It opens the door of,
0: especially when it comes to Swizz, because I feel like this is a thing Swizz has been doing in this latter half of his career, which which is, by the way, we talk about artists who, like, uh, update their style, update their sound, you know. Oh, you know, th- there was this prodigy, and then there's this prodigy. There was this, you know, Sean Price, and it was this Sean Price. Swizz is another one because... Swizz hasn't made a, uh, a,
1: a keyboard ass beat in a lot of years. Right. Like He hasn't made a, a signature classic, I'm using air quotes, classic uh, era Swizz Beats beat.
0: Nah, he doesn't do that style. You know the style he does? He does the style that he's making beats in the style of what we all wanted when he started making keyboard beats. <laughs> That's what he's doing now. <laughs> like, it's all samples. Like, all the last... I mean, from what I've heard, all the last Swiss Beat stuff i heard has been samples. And in most cases, they've been, like, really well-known classic samples. Blatant sampling. Super blatant sampling that that doesn't really even have anything else. He's looping it like I loop shit.
1: He's digging in the Urban Outfitters (laughs) crates. He's
0: digging in the Urban Outfitter crates. Like, and I'm wondering where that change came for him. I also say Swiss Beats is obnoxiously famous to me. And when mm. I say obnoxious, I mean I don't really understand his fame.
1: Mm.
0: Like, okay, we're 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 pretty authentic hip hop heads, more or less, that you could say, right? And and and, and shit. But think about your friend base. Like Who thinks Swiss Beats is one of the great producers? Like, do you talk to anybody on a regular basis where if you were bringing up your top 10 producers would say the word Swiss Beats, right? But
1: he's, like, huge. And he hasn't even really had a hit in a long time. Well, he doesn't get, like, the bona fides. He's not brought up in the types of, circles that would sit around and talk about their top 10 producers because he doesn't make the type of beats or he didn't make the type of beats that those type of people would like but if we want to talk about his like impact like he was the main sound behind dmx who was one of the biggest rappers Fair. for like a decade so like that that i mean it doesn't matter if like we the people who like can tell you about like album cut large professor you know pr- you know produce joints He's not speaking to those people. And that's probably also why he's more famous than large professors, because he's speaking to a broader base of people. And also, he's married to Alicia Keys. So,
0: I give him his charm, and I give him his marriage. And I guess that's the thing. You gave me. that to him? I give it to him. I give him his okay. charm. He's a, he's a handsome guy. His yeah. marriage. I Sometimes, like... I feel like I get hit with a lot of Swiss beats, and I don't understand why he's still a thing. A lot of times, I'm like, for instance, right? I think it's because you're still on Twitter. <laughs> all of these
1: lead back to Twitter.
0: Because here's the thing: you think about somebody like Manny Fresh. I mean, literally at the same time, Manny Fresh was as big, right? Like, and making keyboard beats, making keyboard beats. But you don't get him mean, now. He's not married to Alicia Keys. There's all of that but like i don't think my point being i don't know anybody who's a swiss beats fan like anybody not just from regular hip hop guys but like who is running around like yo swiss beats like
1: he's just famous there are people who are into him but it's just not our circle is people checking like, are, are people checking for swiss beats There's, of course I don't, I don't of course i don't, I don't, I don't know bro I don't, I don't have to relate to it personally to acknowledge that it exists. I mean, like, Swizz Beats, I just went to Spotify, and this is, this is not for the songs that he's produced. This is just for anything that was released under his name yeah. on Spotify. He's got over half a million monthly listeners. So, yes, there are people who check for him. There are people who care for him. I, I think if you were of a certain age and particularly influenced by you know, the first couple DMX records in your life, like, Swiss Beats holds an irreplaceable place in your heart. But again, like, he's not, it's not going to, it's not going to work. And I, I think another difference between him and Manny Fresh is that Swiss really sort of ingratiated himself with a lot of the artists of the time. That, now, right? that's,
0: that's, but that's, that's, that goes back to kind of my, conf- and this is not a, a a hatred of Swiss Beats. I have a confusion of Swiss. I don't understand the Swiss Beats phenomena, whatever you want to call it, because he, he has ingratiated himself with the artists, with a lot of artists from multiple generations at this point. But, like, it's a mix of, like, okay, ingratiated himself, but there's not a ton of output as far as I know and can see. It's not like he's putting out producer albums. He's doing a single every now and again, and it's a loop. So, like musically,
1: I don't think he's doing a whole lot. All right, I'm, I'm, I pulled up his Wikipedia. By the way, we're going completely off script here. Hey, it's like, what we do. I don't think any of us thought we were going to talk about any of this today. So, do do we go backwards? Like, what year do you want to start? Because, like, we we know that he was very. So you got to start in
0: twenty three. You got to go from twenty three to like twenty ten.
1: Okay, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia, and 23, he produced a single off of Lil Wayne's album that featured DMX. Okay. I don't know. I, that, that doesn't stick out to me. Um, in 2022, he did a Busta EP <laughs> cut. Okay. He, he did a West Side Gun joint yep. uh, that featured yep. uh, Wu-Tang. Uh, and, and Busta yeah. um, Mary J. Blige Album Cut featuring Neo None of the, these seem like singles He did a couple joints on Donda uh, In 2021 Pop Smoke featuring Kid Cudi uh, Pat Poose And then in 2020 He co-produced a song on a written testimony uh, Jay Electronica mm-hmm. he, did, he co-produced a song on a Joey Badass album He co-produced a song on The Locks and he uh, co-produced a song on Busta's E.L.E. Two. So yeah, I mean, these are not these are not huge. I'm, I'm looking for singles here. For, at this for point. as for as big as he is, because he's huge. Yeah. I mean, I I think he's as. I don't think, <laughs> like, how do we measure this? I don't think he's huger than he like. I think he's as big as he should be. I don't. I don't think it's like crazy. Like. If you produced 10, at least 10 mega smashes that still get love to this day, you're kind of going to be on another level. In 2016, he produced uh, one of the songs on Kendrick's Untitled, Unmastered, and he also produced um, Ultra Light Beam on Life of Pablo. So those are like... I know know we're going to come off...
0: Oh, I know I'm going to come off sounding like a Swiss Beats hater, and I don't mean to, but I also have to say is there a producer, there's not a producer in my head who gets credited with more beats that I don't think he made than Swiss beats.
1: <laughs> I, just, I just don't believe it. I hear these things and I'm like, yeah, he didn't do that. <laughs> Listen, it's it's about how you start. It's How you come in is how you basically solidify. And now I want to go to the beginning. Like like no, the, beginning the beginning is crazy. The beginning, yeah. Look, we'll count them and we'll stop when we get to ten. Yeah. Rough Riders Anthem, one. Banned from TV, two. Tear the roof off, three. Money cash hose, four. Down bottom drag on, five. Got a man Eve, a uh, love is blind Eve. Jigga by Jay Z. Yeah. Uh, I mean party. A nah, uh, beginning party is crazy. Up, yeah. Like he's he's good. I he's give him good. the beginning, but I don't know.
0: My I'm I'm just very confused about. The, you know, he's got great business dealings, you know? He, he's, he's, put verses and things. He's, he's, but like, for instance, for him to sit in the room with like, like he sits across from Timbaland and they look at each other and they're like, yeah, equals. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah, I don't see that. Like,
1: who thinks this? Anyway. Charisma matters as well. Charisma that goes matters back as to, well. Yeah, charisma I co- matters. I co-sign that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we cracked this was Beats case here or not, but uh, yeah, I think. But I think that the nostalgia and the way that you enter people's hearts really has a long-lasting impact, which also informs seamless segue. My next topic of I'm still trying to process how I went to the forum arena in los angeles and saw ll cool j and the roots headline a show and i'm I'm not saying that the arena was completely sold out but it was very 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 close to being sold out um this was a crazy show like i I know by the time you know we publish this i think there's only going to be a few more east coast dates left Mm. uh in the fall but if you have any ability listener to go to this like just go it's, it was so fucking good. Did you watch
0: the Hip Hop 50 Mass Appeal joint?
1: Yeah, I skimmed through it. Yeah, like I didn't, I, I, it was like, they put the whole thing on YouTube, right? Yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I watched some of it. So uh, just, I know you were at one and not at the other. Comparisons of, of, of those two situations.
1: So if I'm remembering correctly, because there was the Mass Appeal joint and then there was another one that was on YouTube. What was oh, the other one? Oh, I didn't even one? see another one on YouTube. There, there was somebody somebody else. There was another, like, big, long, all day. <laughs> um, maybe it was at, was that at Yankee Stadium or maybe the, the other one the, was? The
0: Mass Appeal one's at Yankee Stadium.
1: Okay, so wherever the other one was. I don't remember where it was, whatever. Um, I would say this felt, what I, what I saw of the Mass Appeal one was, like, people would come out. They'd do their songs and then it would stop down. And then they'd bring somebody else out, you know? This was they it, it opened up with shortcut from the Beat Junkies and Babu Arepmatic. Shout out to the Beat Junkies. They were Shout also out. there. And they were they were they were DJing. It was funny. I was like this was like the lights were still on and people were like getting into their seats. And for the first like hour, maybe ninety minutes, they were playing video DJing, mostly shortcut and you know, hyping up the crowd. It was crazy because they were doing you know shortcut was was being like oh well, if you were born in the 90s make some noise you know there was like some
0: yeah some yeah, cheer. yeah
1: if you were born in the 80s make some noise and like a little bit more and then the 70s and the 60s like dominated so you you knew the temperature of the room from that and you could see it from looking around as well just because it, it had slight i don't I don't want to say it was totally uh you know Weekend of funk and soul, aunties and uncles dressing up. And was there, it like, and was Sunday? It the Tom Joyner cruise, right? <laughs> it, it was, but it was definitely Tom Joyner adjacent. Okay, like, all yeah, right, yeah, that, that that I would say. But the the big difference for me was that the Roots got on stage, and played for three and a half hours, like never stopping. So they would bring in, you know, Salt and Pepper came on, and then Ice T came on, and LL and Rock him and Chuck D came out, and but. All the sets were kind of like intermingling. Like LL did like, it was salt and pepper, and then I think LL came out and did like a thirty minute set, and then left, and then Rock Kim took his place, mm. and it was just very. It was it was more like the Grammy um, segment that they did back in February with LL and the Roots and everybody else, and that it was very like integrated. Fully. But it yeah. but it was three and a half hours, which was crazy.
0: <laughs> that sounds a lot like the. Uh... Uh, New York State of Mind tour, and how yeah. they were—they they did the thing where they just or and they're back on tour, but they did the thing where they're just switching in and out for the whole tour,
1: right? Or Which for is kind of great. it's yeah, a, it's it's a great.
0: phenomenal way to do a show. I, I remember when I because I, I went to the New York State of Mind tour. And my first thought was like, why, why, why haven't like people been doing this forever? Like, right. you know, as far as how that show was organized, like they would come out and do. I think I think uh, Wu opened the show and did Bring the Ruckus and maybe two other things, and then Nas came out and did two or three things, and then Busta came out and did a couple things, and then Nas came back and did a couple things, and then Wu came back and did a couple th- like it was, and they did that all night like no headliner, just in and out, made the songs kind of tie together, um, yeah. with you know what songs they're gonna do to some extent. Uh, in end with triumph which leads into one mic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kinda, okay. kinda 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 crazy. But that that it seems like maybe that's the new wave for like these kind of big these big joints like that. If that's what is, they did at the LL joint.
1: Is one mic the song that they ended with? It like is. Is, was that- And everybody's on stage.
0: Like Buster's on stage, the whole clan is on stage
1: and they're all it's tough because we talked about this when we did the um, Stillmatic episode of making Omatic. Uh, and, you know, I-, I don't love that song and I, do I don't love it either. But I'm trying to think, is there a better Nas song that you end with? And I'm thinking that that's probably if you're Nas and you have like 30 years of, of catalog, like that probably is the one that makes the most sense to close out the show with. Am I bugging? I don't no, know.
0: you're not bugging. I just have to hold that thought because I, I want to react to that. But I have decided that, as a thought experiment, we might have to do a, uh, a, a a artist thing where you where you name an artist and you name what what their first song should be and what their last song should be.
1: <laughs> I, I've got another thought experiment. Okay, for, for, yes, that's a great <laughs> idea. React to my uh, to to the the thing I just presented, and then. We're putting a pin on it because I got a hot off the presses thought experiment sourced from uh, one of our our friends who okay. hit me up yesterday. But yeah, is there is there a better closing song than One Mic for Nas? So here's what's tough about it. One Mic is
0: not, in my opinion, one of Nas's top whatever songs. It's probably the best song to close with. Right. He Although Nas has a couple closing song songs options depending on the vibe that you're trying to go with like yeah
1: but honestly none of them probably beat one mic well and it's also you could end with like made you look but you probably want to throw that in earlier in the set for a bit of a pop and you can't really do that with one mic or one mic doesn't work as well in the middle than it does at the end he
0: could end with uh, "If I ruled the world," like that's a that's a that's one that could, you know, message-wise, it could it could play that way, yeah. Um, but one mic, it, it's just the the way that that song feels. It definitely feels because here's the other problem with one mic. More so than it's a great ending song, it's a where else do you put it song, right? It can't be the first song. It can't be the eighth song.
1: You know, like. And it's an exceptional performance song, too. yeah. Yeah. Though, I would say that if I saw, if we were at, like, what was being publicized as the final Nas show, like, he's like, I'm retiring after this show. I feel like it would feel, like, very appropriate and poignant for me if he ended with, it ain't hard to tell like as the last song because mm. that was like the last song on Illmatic. To me, it it's uh, my memory and thought associated with that song is still like that album ending. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what did I just listen to? I, oh, my God. You know, and like if you apply that sort of thought process to what the fuck, what did I just witness for 40 years, you know, and now he's done, you know?
0: The, uh, I will say this. It was tough. One mic is possibly the only song in this setting that plays well after Triumph. Right, yeah. Like, that's a rough song to go after uh, yeah. in, a, in, in that setting. Like, ten rappers, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> huge, big beat, you know what I'm saying? A lot of energy, and then One Mic's like,
1: you know, kind of brings it, it down. But then r- ramps it up. And then so, ramps yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we... We we concede to Swiss Beats. We concede to one mic being. I, beat I will closer. say,
0: Bus Bus stood out like a sore thumb, at at on
1: that on that tour.
0: And I don't. And I wouldn't say in a shockingly, not in my opinion, in a great way.
1: So you're not talking about those good sore thumbs that everybody hopes they get.
0: No, 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 the bad ones. No. Why? It's and 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 I think they're doing because De La Soul's on the tour now. Yeah. And. I think it just makes a lot more sense, just synergy uh, music wise.
1: Honestly. Well, plus Busta is on the Fifty Cent tour right now for but like that makes a lot doing more like sense. hundred dates, yeah.
0: Yeah, cause he, you got to think they're doing, and and here's the thing on that New York State of Mind tour, they're they're doing, they weren't just doing, especially Nas, especially Nas, Nas wasn't just doing, the famous songs, Nas is doing Take It in Blood, yeah, Nas is doing. You know, he's doing Blaze of 50. He's doing cuts. Right. And then Bus came out and Bus only does the singles. And it was Bus. kind of a weird, it was kind yeah. of a weird, you know, Blaze of 50 and then the Chris Brown bust around his joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's kind of sits strange. I have a question about the tour that you were at or yeah. the show that you were at. How do you handle... I feel like it's really difficult to handle Rakim. Like, where you put him, what you do with him. Like, I was thinking about Rakim the other day because he's the God MC. And he's... Rakim 88, 88, 89, 90. Like, what do you do with Rakim? Like, how does anybody rap after this guy? You know what I'm saying? And it's not that he's a great performer... But the records, you know, and L is L. Like, L's got 5,000 hits, but it's the God MC. Like, how did they handle that? Like, that seems like it might be tough.
1: Yeah, I mean, they gave him, like, a, you know, I think he probably did 15 to 20 minutes. So, like, it was, um, he ran through all the ones you would expect. He did uh, he did uh, the Truth Hurts joint as well, okay. which, like, is not something I, like, it's not in my top five that I want to hear, but that beat live, Hell loud, yeah, 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 played yeah, by crazy. the Roots, you know, like crazy. But yeah, I mean, Rakim was dope, but he is not the type of performer on the level of an LL or even like a Salt and Pepper or even or even even Ice Tea. Honestly, Ice t kind of had more energy. Um,
0: he too cool. Rah too cool for all that.
1: Yeah, but it was great. Like it was it was super dope. And by the way, just so we're clear about this. Black thought is hype manning for every single artist.
0: Yeah, I was gonna bring that up and see if he's still doing that kind of. He knows every rap ever.
1: He knows every rap ever, and he has better breath control than <laughs> the rappers. Uh, maybe all of them except for LL. LL seemed like he didn't really need his help, but they had like that chemistry going on. But um, yeah, you know, it was it was crazy. Uh, you know, they, they let Rakim do an acapella um, at one point, and that was, like, really dope, mm. you know, because he could kind of take his time with it. I'm not saying he was, like, out of breath, but he's not in, he, he, he didn't have, like, the energy and the breath control that, like, LL had. Black well, like I thought was probably doing more of the lifting for Rakim than he did with anybody else. But all that to say is it's still, like, a minimal amount. Because I've heard, you know, you want to talk about, like, (laughs) speaking of other things. I have a bootleg recording from the Roots picnic from, like, maybe, like, nine years ago, where Nas was the headliner. Nas performing with the Roots. Uh. And it's a soundboard recording, so you can hear everything really clear. It's actually really weird. One of the mics, you know, Questlove has two mics on stage. He's Uh. got a microphone that he does backing vocals on and then he has another microphone that only goes to the in-ears of everybody on the group so he can give them directions. But for some reason on this recording, both of the mics are on. So oh, you hear shit. That's crazy. you hear some of the directions that he's giving. But what was revelatory about hearing this Roots Picnic uh, bootleg is that Black Thought raps Nas songs better than Nas does. Oh, at fact. least at that time, you know. No. Uh, probably still today. Probably still to this day.
0: But Nas yeah. So there's a couple different kinds of performers and I've always said this because I've always heard like Nas is a... The, the, the knock on Nas has always been that he's not a great performer. and But he got better though. He has gotten better. I, I actually thought he was... I've seen Nas maybe three times and this most recent time I thought was the best that I've seen him. He also seems like he's in the best place of his, in his life that he's ever been in. Like He's right. having just the most fun being Nas that you could have. <laughs> With that being said... The heavy lifting is the songs. Yeah. So like I think there's certain guys, Rakim included, they don't do all the extra shit with the songs because they're like, you you're gonna you're gonna go crazy no matter what. Like, you love the song. Like, Payton full comes on, you're going crazy. Like, you're gonna rap every lyric. You're gonna rap every lyric. Like, I don't even need to go go there. And I think Nas Nas is uh Infamous for the say two lines and hold the mic out so you can say the next two lines, right? He he raps a quarter of every song, so yeah, you know. But you're not tripping because you know it's like your favorite song ever and shit, right? You know what I'm saying? So there's a there's a couple of those type of guys I think that I think they get harshly, in my opinion, they get harshly judged as performers. Right. Where it's like, yeah, but the heavy lifting was done in the studio. Right. Like, it's kind of not the same thing. Now, that spits in the face of somebody like a Busta or a, or a, or a LL Cool J who had the heavy lifting in the studio, then get on stage and go ridiculous. Right. You know, I guess there's two sides of, of, of the game when you look at it. But I also think that Bus is a slightly overrated performer
1: um I, again i'm gonna go back to it's how you come into the game and i think that his performances in the mid 90s to late 90s were kind of unparalleled this was also a time when there weren't as many live performances happening and if they were there was i think everybody was maybe a bit more aligned with the rakim school of too cool to perform
0: right. and buster
1: was never too cool to perform yeah but it goes all out but
0: like, I don't think Buss is seven times better than Method Man and Red Man as a performer. No. But no. I think the I think the the word the, like the feeling generally is like you know Busta Rhymes is like the greatest performer of all time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah.
1: people just latch on to concepts that they know are agreeable statements because I feel like like if you ask ten random people who give you that sort of declaration. It's like, oh yeah, when did you last see Buster? it was like, oh, 1998, <laughs> You know, like twenty five years ago. Um, he does
0: the thing where, you know, him and him and him and uh 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 Spliff, Spliff. I mean they have yeah. a thing. And it's right. it's super dope. But I don't I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's I, I think it's a little he stands in one spot. Him and Spliff stand in one spot and they do the thing, but they stand in one spot, you know? Right. So, I don't know. I see, like, Meth and Red or an L or even a DMX when DMX was, re- like, what? Yeah. D- th- that's different. Like, they running all over the place, jumping in the crowds, just doing all types of crazy shit. Like, to me, that's another level of performing. L so- L tore the roof off, I'm, a- I'm assuming.
1: Oh, uh, he's incredible. I mean, not all, not a set comprised completely of songs that I want to hear, you know, but that's... He's got to pay respect to all chapters of his career. Yeah, his so, career, yeah. But, but yeah, so he was doing it all. Like, he came out for his second set, and he kind of led with, like, the ballads, you know? Like, did all of, like, the Mr. Smith, um, you know, uh, type songs and kind of, like, smoothed it out and then ramped it back up again. And then, like, some things were... Anything basically post, like, 2000, 2000 like, LL... I was surprised to hear it, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, I kind of forgot that this was a thing." <laughs> like, like "Love You Better," like produced oh, by yeah, the Neptunes. Yeah. Like, it's not something that's not in my like top twenty like LL moments that I think of, but it was a big song. It was People a big song. People reacted to it. You what, know? what was the what was what did he end with? He ended with "Rock the Bells," like he, that. That was like the final the final one. He came out to bad. Um, Interesting. And then I like uh, to come
0: out to bad. I, that makes that works for me. Rock, Rock the Bells is an interesting
1: closer. Well, because it's the Rock the Bells tour, you know what I mean? Okay, and fair. Like, right. he, Rock S- the Bells S- radio, Because yeah. Mama Said Knock You Out, in my mind, That's is That's kind like of where I was going. And that was, that was, like, I don't think that they got off stage, but, like, maybe they did, actually. But Mama Said Knock You Out was the last song, and then Rock the Bells was, like, the epilogue. Yeah, encore. yeah, yeah, come back, yeah. bust it out. Yeah, hmm. but no, he killed it. And also... Uh, for those who don't know and maybe this is useful trivia for you to know, LL Cool J's arms are absurdly huge. <laughs> he gigantic. has he has gigantic arms. <laughs> like I would not be surprised that if when he gets off stage and then like Ice T and Rock him and other people come out like that he's just not working out backstage just to make <laughs> just to make his arms pop a little bit bigger when he comes out. It was crazy. <laughs> It, yeah, it was it was a sight to be seen. And, yeah, it was a great time. You should definitely... Uh, I think they're going to be in North Carolina and, like, D.C. and a couple other places. I was thinking about trying to go out to the D.C. show because they're doing that in October. I think they had to reschedule. And that's actually when I'm going to be in New York. They're going to mm. be in D.C. Mm. And I thought for a minute, maybe I'd go down for another you one. You know, I
0: haven't really thought about that show much. And I'm thinking I might want to think about it now.
1: You, it's It's really fun. And, like, also... Again, shout out to Shortcut and shout out to the B Junkies. The opening with just the DJing and the video DJs, like, you know, the, the clips on the screen, was amongst the highlights of the show. Just being in an arena full of people who were all there for, like, a very certain type of aesthetic of hip-hop was very, very fun. Uh, very fun. Um, so... good. yeah All right. No, got uh, let me tell you about... Uh, this idea, this other thought experiment. Uh Uh-oh. Cap Callis, rapper, friend of the show. Callis. He calls me yesterday. I haven't talked to him on the phone, by the way, in months. He's just like, I have an idea. He's like, what if you did a Making Illmatic where you basically attempted to reconstruct the album Illmatic only using Nas songs that come from after Illmatic? So basically being like, what song would be the first song that kind of fulfills the role of Genesis? And then like, what song is the song with the feature that you'd want to have on there? And then what song is the one that you close with? And I was like, yeah, we got to do this. So I'm I, with it. Yeah, I, I thought that you'd be into it. So I think we're going to do that later this year.
0: We might have to do that with a couple
1: different artists. He also mentioned that. He was like, What if you just, you know, are restructuring we do it with albums? Jay, the
0: most famous Making Omatic person of all time?
1: <laughs> right. We're contractually obligated to do Making Omatic <laughs> with Jay once a month at this point. Dang. Because...
0: You know, I'd want to use, so I'd want to open it up to all Nas things, not just songs that like Nas features.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's done songs that have been elsewhere that, that, that like, fulfill the, the spirit of that. And then I was saying, I know we've talked about this, and I was talking to him about, you know, he's doing all these albums with Hit Boy. I think he's, like, teasing that a sixth Hit Boy album is about to come out? So he's teasing that a new album is coming out,
0: and it's going to be the final of whatever. But, uh Lord Jesus, I hope it's the final Hit Boy album.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I feel like there's a fun... Making a matic where do we pick if he does if he winds up doing six albums with Hit Boy can we find the best ten and like is there is that something that we maybe can do is that. more pleasure there's, there's, you know I mean? there, there's a making
0: there's uh, a making hit matic hit what, matic What's 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 the 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 one thing's called Magic the one series What's the other series called uh, King's Disease Yeah
1: May King May King, <laughs> King Ill Magic May Kings Ill magic. Make kings ill magic. It rolls off the tongue.
0: Make kings (laughs) ill magic. (laughs) I'm with the shits. Yo, that would actually be really fun because man, that that series is a real up and downer for me. There's and there's nothing that I revisit.
1: I'm one and done with all of them.
0: And here's the craziest shit about it he's rapping his fucking ass off on everything that's in that whole series. Some of the best rapping I've heard uh, post-2010. Like, between 2010 and 2023, some of the best rapping you'll hear is on those albums. But the music is so unspirited that you just don't go back to it. Like, I'm waiting for the producer to come out that's like, God step, you know, like Knife Wonder with God's stepson. Yeah. Like, I'm waiting for somebody to come out and be like, "Yeah, let me get these acapellas and redo a bunch of these joints, and then they're crazy, and then I just love them." Because, like, to me, God's stepson is the definitive version of that album. There, there is no other version of that album, as far as I'm concerned. Like when yes. I hear of the the only song on God's son that lives... I mean, it made you look, May, it made well, you look. I would say there's three actually, not the only. It's made you look. There's I Can because I like the original I Can and I think better than the Ninth Wonder version, mm-hmm. um, and then it's uh, Nah I can't even say it's Ether because the Knife Wonder Ether was crazy that wasn't on uh you know
1: obviously on the yeah app, it was like but, a bonus bonus track or but whatever, the Knife yeah, Wonder yeah. Ether was crazy crazy I mean Hey Nas Ninth Wonder remix is yep. like one of my favorite yep. songs from that era yep. <laughs> it's crazy hey, Nas is not a great song crazy. But, the, but the beat and yeah it's woo waiting for somebody
0: to re like Nas needs that man if somebody could could remake I mean and it doesn't even matter one of the five projects that's come out it doesn't even matter which one because he's literally going crazy on all of them this most recent one I listened through to it I listened to it all the way through and I was like my, my, my immediate takeaway was this man Nas is the best and then I'm like, but God, he doesn't. He doesn't always select. He doesn't always rap over stuff that. That 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 the best should rap over. I guess,
1: you know, yeah. like. I mean, what's the solution? Do we like throw him in the studio with Madlib and just have him like crank it out? Like, I'd. That's something I'd love to hear. Yeah. Either him him or Swiss Beats, you know. <laughs> Lib...
0: Mad Lib is probably... To, to get the best Nas record in 2023, Mad Lib or Al are the two main options. I mean... Yeah. You know, it made me... So when he was doing all those records with Salaam Remy, I was like... I think I was lukewarm on the Salam Remy Nas albums as a whole. Uh I know okay. Salam didn't do like every beat on every album, but I was a little lukewarm these These hit boy albums make me like nostalgic for the salaam Remy days.
1: I always liked the nostalgia or I always liked the salaam uh era i thought I thought that that was i I wished that his chemistry with Salam was receiving the same type of adoration that the hit boy <laughs> stuff is getting.
0: Uh, the Salaam stuff's better. Yeah. Like, you know, I just think that he gets um there's a lot of love just for the fact that he's putting out so much content, so right. much music at his age. Like he's kind of And he has an revert.
1: enthusiasm for it. Wait, what are we what the fuck are we talking about? The the answer that we want in 2023 for the perfect Nas album. I don't care if this is a cliche. We want Nas and DJ Premier. Like that. Now, look, I understand that like the sounds have evolved and things like that, but I think, I think, okay, if I bet, (laughs) you know, I can. No, I bet (laughs) that there is a stash of songs. They 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 have to remove their egos first of all. This this is I'm I'm executive producing this album. Got to remove your egos. You guys that's, have all... That,
0: that's the first thing that the executive producer is saying. You
1: that's, have to remove your ego. That's what I do. And it's very easy. <laughs> when somebody tells you to do that, you're instantly able to just do it. It's, it's like switch. Ego light doesn't word. exist anymore. Like, oh, take it out? Great. You guys have done your amazing work. You came in the game and changed the game. You've also proved that you've been able to stay relevant for way longer than anybody might have suspected when you first came out. You both are legends and icons. That said... This is going to be a special project. This is going to be fan service, and this is going to be tapping into something that maybe you don't feel like this is, like, the best thing that you could do, but we're going to, be like, cosplay here. So, Premiere, I want you to go into the stash. I know you have some amazing beats that didn't get picked up, some stuff that, like, wasn't on the Group Home album or or some (laughs) stuff that, you know, you were doing other stuff. You're going to give those to Nas. Nas, you're going to pretend that it's, like, 1996, 1997. And you're going to rap with all the skills and perspective that you have now. You're going to rap on these Primo beats. You're not going to be concerned about being contemporary. You're not going to, like, that. that's how you do it.
0: You know, when they would talk about the Nas Primo thing, I used to always think to myself, you could do that with Nas and any Illmatic producer. Sure. To some extent. Like, I mean, Q-Tip had a lot of really good stuff on Elmatic. Like, I'd love to song. hear a Nas Q-Tip, yeah, record or a Nas large a Nas large Professor record, like yeah. Now, I th- I do think the Primo is still the 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 the, the cream of the crop when it comes. He's to He's just that.
1: had more songs with yeah, Primo, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and my 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 fear is that the 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 kind of. The kind of Primo... Primo's still amazing, let's be clear. But the kind of Primo that... It's not the same Primo. But it's... And, and even though it's not the same Nas, he's he's still an amazing Nas. <laughs> mm. You know? But this yeah. Primo and this Nas, I don't know. Did you hear the last Primo uh, Nas collaboration?
1: On the EP? Yeah. What? Uh, it was on something recently. Like, what do you mean it was on something? Like it was on a a show or something. No,
0: it was uh it was a uh, it was some hip hop.
1: DJ Premier did like a hip hop. Like, yes, that EP. Yes, and like yes, yes, yeah. And, and I heard it. Yeah, it was dope. I liked it. It but it wasn't it wasn't seismic. You know, yeah. earth shattering. That,
0: that, that's what. And I guess you might have wasted so much time that. You you now lack like that's why that's why they wouldn't do it, is because right. expectation would be so high and there's almost no way for you to be able to live up to it, which is why Nas has yeah. to do a record, with, which is like for instance this is why he does probably why he went the hip boy route, but this is why you got to do a record with like a like a Mad Lib or or somebody where we'd be really excited, but like. You don't have that, that baggage. There's no precedent. Like, yeah, man. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like Nas has a couple of really good Alchemist songs in his yeah. catalog.
1: But from a different era of Alchemist as well. This is also too. true.
0: This is also true. Alchemist.
1: I don't doubt that he couldn't do it, but, you know, yeah. But it's just also, it's the right thing to do. The it is that, the right the thing, thing to do. The thing the thing that, like, fucked me up so much of, like, Nas on, like, a J. Dilla beat and all these people on J. Dilla was like, yo... This guy was alive and like most of you like kind of ignored him or like, you know, we, we know the story of Biggie recording and writing to a, a Dilla beat with uh, I think with Busta, actually, like the yeah. dangerous MC's joint. Um, but yeah, like Madlib is is whether or not you think Madlib is uh, deserving of the adoration that he gets or not. I, I hear both sides of it from people. Madlib is kind of like a living legend. You know, Madlib who- is
0: a living legend
1: yeah I'm sorry I shouldn't have even yeah. said the kinda and he should be getting you know we're totally living in the age of giving people their flowers and i I know a lot of it with him is that he's very reclusive and he doesn't like to be social, but yeah nas should be all all these guys all the goats should be working with the goat producers if you look at if you look at madlib
0: he's had like literally every album he's produced is a classic. (laughs) Every single one. I mean, if he he produced the whole thing, it's a classic. Like, I mean, obviously Mad Villainy, but both Freddie Gibbs records are both classics. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, Even a Strong Arm Steady fucking album is ridiculous all the way through. Like, if Mad Lib is gonna helm your project, it's going to be great. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he it it does blow my mind that more uh not just top tier it blows my mind that more are and maybe it's a mad lib thing like maybe he doesn't you know he he might not want to do albums with you know all kinds of different people or whatever but that's but that's also not what i hear i hear that a lot of people have mad lib joints and a lot of people have like I, I i don't get the sense that he's hard he's he's elusive but i don't get the sense that he's to work difficult,
1: with. yeah, yeah. You know, but I'd say the only thing. thing that that I could stuff, Im- right? And I also could imagine that, like, it could be <laughs> the only thing that could be difficult to work with is that, like, oh, this is great. Can I get the stems for this? And he's like, no, like, I don't have the stems for this. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The stems. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? But again, I don't even know if that's necessarily true. Like that—that might have been true ten years ago. I don't know if that's necessarily the case now with how he works.
0: I mean, when you um, hear that he did every beat on Pinata 2 on an iPad, your brain just explodes.
1: And that lets me know that he definitely has the stems. He definitely <laughs> has the stems.
0: Like, you know? he He's... But there's so many artists. Like, you know, when you think about, like, a Nas. But then I think about, like, a... I mean, I even go to, like, a... To me, doing a... Just right quick. To me, doing a record with Mad Lib for some of these artists is, like, don't you want to do that, like, don't you want to make that? Like, Freddie Gibbs f- figured it out. Like, Freddie Gibbs had this whole career, and then that Madlib thing was a sharp turn to the left. Like, he wasn't doing no music like that. And it's like, don't you want to just come way over here and go all the way to the left and, like, you know, bring bring a, a whole flavor that we didn't even, you know, see coming? Like I, I I think that's the thing that revitalized Freddie Gibbs whole whole career, you know what I'm saying? And like a, an artist like a Nas or like a Ghostface or like a you know like this is just sitting out there for you, and right. you're at this point when you're some of these legacy artists like you're not getting new fans anyway, right? Like you have all the fans you're ever gonna have, so like. Bless them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, give them—they're—they're they're all asking for. It. I, that always blows my mind. Like, the, your fans are asking for this type of energy. That's kind of why I always loved Mob Deep. Like, Mob Deep gave you everything that you asked for. All fan and,
1: service, yeah. yeah. All
0: fan service, bro. Nah, we not—we not like Prodigy. Prodigy gave you everything you asked for all the time. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, if his fans loved it. That's what you. That's what you were getting, and a lot of these guys. It's like you're you're almost still looking for new fans, and the and and looking for new fans. I think it alienates
1: your. Yeah, but it all comes down to mortality. Nobody wants to admit that they're done getting new fans. They, yeah, you know, they want to feel like they're still vibrant and vibrant, not vibrant, vibrant, uh, <laughs> vibrant. vibrant. Yeah, they want to feel like they are still vital and that they are still. Their better days are ahead of them, and it's not like you won't have better days if you just keep catering to your old fans because you could build something great. It's well, it's it's like a marriage, you know. Like you're you're in this thing, you're you're committed to serving these people and have great times with them, do have great experiences, provide great things till the end of your life.
0: To to completely contradict my own self, like by the probably by the data. This is Nas's best stretch of his whole career.
1: That's hard to argue with, too. You know, like,
0: so as much as we may or may not love these records, (laughs) it's, it's, he's got Grammy, you know, like, he won the Grammy, right? I don't remember. I think he won the Grammy for this.
1: He was nominated for sure. Did he
0: win? (laughs) I think he won. Like, he wins a Grammy off of this. He's, you know, like. Topping charts, in he things. did
1: win his first Grammy for um, King's Disease. He, he's topping charts, you know, like. Yeah, you know, he's like, what the fuck are you guys talking?
0: Yeah, about? like, get the fuck out of here! Like, I'm, this is the best I've ever done. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. I would we there's a lot of Nas thought experiments that we could really do because his career really lends itself to like a couple different like what if scenarios.
1: Like, well, we he, need to talk to Mass Appeal and see if they're interested in producing any of these with us. <laughs> like, hey, we shit. want to pick apart your figurehead, um, but in a respectful, but very clinical <laughs> way. <laughs> a
0: respectful, but very with a, with a very sharp exacto knife.
1: Right. We're going to go like, through Nas. Handled with such love. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, there, there are many more discussions to have, and uh, we'll have them, but... I think we got to wrap this up. um us do it. I, this is this is gonna publish tomorrow, so this is like very of the moment. the The coming weeks are gonna be crazy. We got more stuff coming for you. We got some more making omatics that are gonna drop. Um, so couple real fun ones, ones in the top.
0: Couple of real fun ones coming up.
1: Yeah. All right. Well. See you next time. Uh, we need an outro song. I know. W P R K.
0: <laughs> uh, peace
1: peace. stony island Audio.